Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, so today is extra special, and it's always extra special when I get to interview a graduate of one of my Paul Mitchell schools. And Portia Love, I've been following you here and there on social media. You seem to pop up right at the right times, and it's so <laughs> funny because I'll, I, I always wonder what happened to Portia because I remember meeting you, and you had the greatest, biggest smile I've ever seen in my life you just lit up the room and it's unforgettable you truly are unforgettable I I think I already know what I call this be unforgettable because that is who you are and because the moment that I met you and and you helped me get the leadership teams off the ground you were the first one to jump in and and say Tina put me in I want to help you and you helped us to design the logo all of the details (laughs) that was a couple of years ago yeah I'll just never, ever, ever forget you. I'll always remember, you know, just what you did in the school and how you really last, like you left it better than you found it when you were there. And I just love that about you. And now you're doing some incredible big things, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. But first of all, Portia Love, thank you for being on the podcast. (laughs) Oh, thank you for having me. Like literally the school changed my life. It changed my perspective, not just you know, I, I went into Paul Mitchell thinking, oh, I'm going to learn more about hair. This is going to be great. But I didn't know that it would literally change my mindset and my life, you know, my outlook on life. So it's a great school. It's more than just, it's so much more than just hair. It's a great school. So it was an honor to serve you guys at the school. You gave so much to us, you know, mentally, emotionally, just everything. So it was an honor to do anything that I did in the school for sure. And I miss it so much. I really do. Oh, I love you. I love you so much. And <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing because I, I don't remember that many students because it's hard. You know, I have so many, we're opening up our fifth location. And so you, you kind of remember the ones that really shine bright or um, they have this like huge doll factor, right? Yeah. <laughs> and fighting every step of the way, constantly complaining. So, so yeah, yeah just, like, one or the other, but mm-hmm. you were that one person, Portia. And I know the whole team would feel the same way. And then, again, be unforgettable. You know, I love the means because, you know, it's always, it's about being, never being forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that you are unforgettable. So we're going to kind of like talk about that. But first of all, I want to talk about what you're doing because I am starstruck just to see, you know, what you've done. And I love the fact that you were considered for a Grammy already with just like your first big hit you know, song and, yes. and what, what grabbed my attention was on the YouTube and I, and seeing the, and you posted on Facebook, of course, with your song and it's been on TV. I want you to talk about that, but, um, the yes. fact it's, called, it's called, don't worry about it. And you had yes. top hand curlers. <laughs> I did. Yes. Yes. I, love I did. That. Talk about your great. journey to get there and what you, and what you're doing now. Well, um, as far as the song, 
I met this girl. Her name is Wande. She is Nigerian. She moved from Nigeria to Houston, then from Houston to Atlanta. She's signed to the biggest Christian rap label ever. And she's the first woman to be signed as well. Um, so she's making history with herself. And she's my friend. So wow. when I moved to Atlanta. Wait a second. Yeah. She's the first woman? Yeah, she's the first woman to be signed to this major label. Yes. And it's wow. like the cream of the crop. Like how Paul Mitchell is the cream of the crop when it comes to cosmetology schools, Reach Records is like the cream of the crop when it comes to music in our Christian space. And no woman has ever been signed to the label until they sign Wande. So she's making wow. history. Yeah, she's an awesome artist, an amazing woman outside of the music as well. And I've known her for a while. Um, I met her on Twitter like six years ago, which is hilarious. Um, and we just formed this friendship through music and we just continued it throughout the years and she's been just blowing up. Um, so when I came to Atlanta, I already knew a few artists, but I didn't have any family here. I didn't have any friends really, just a handful of friends. And um, the A&R at Reach Records, which is Ace, hit me up and said, hey, Portia, you know, we got this song that we want you and wanted to be a part of. Come to the studio and check it out. So I'm excited because I'm like, oh my God, okay, this is big. Anything that Ace does, anything that Reach does, it's great. It's exciting. Even if I don't get on the playlist, I'm just excited that they invited me to be a part of it. So I get there. The song is fire. Like the song is just amazing. We tweak it. We change some words. We change the title. The original title for the song was Big Fan. Like I'm a big fan of that. And we were just like, mm, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> So we changed it to don't worry about it to make it fit more of our vibe. And, you know, men wrote the, the beginning of it. So we had to make it more feminine. So we changed it to don't worry about it. It was kind of like sassy. Um, so, yeah. So we created the song. I went to the studio. It was great. The vibe was amazing. We shot the video. Initially, Breach did not want to do a video for this song. Um, well, not an actual video. They were going to do a performance video. But I told Wande, my girl, we have to. We have to make this a video. The song is so powerful. It's such a big move, especially for women in our space mm. um, because it hasn't been done before. Like on this magnitude of professionalism on reach, you know, reaching as many people, it just hasn't been done before. So we were literally creating history within ourselves. They agreed to do it once the song dropped because Spotify picked it up and put it on playlists uh, with secular artists like Lizzo, Cardi B, it was just a whole bunch of other artists that was on this playlist and they put our song on there. So they was like, okay, well, let's see what this song is about. We'll do a video for it. So we shot the video and it was amazing. Like even creating it, we did all of the, we co-directed it. So all of the venues that you see, I picked out except for the last one. It was a church um, of Wande's manager, but the pink room I picked out, the beauty supply, I wanted to make sure that it was black owned because it's a lot of black owned businesses down here and they don't get a lot of support. So I wanted to make sure that we picked the black owned beauty supply. So we did that and we got to shot in, in the beauty supply. Shout out to Zoet Beauty Supply. And um, yeah, like we did the pop cans. We were literally up until six in the morning, Tina. Like it was so late we didn't even go to sleep we took like an hour nap and then woke back up at eight to shoot the video but the wow. um pop cans we did it just it was a lot our make I did the makeup of course and the hair it was great though it was a great experience and I the wow. elevation that I learned from Paul Mitchell elevating the hair to roll it down <laughs> yep. to be on base 
we did that with the pop kids. <laughs> and I it helped me. Yeah, it definitely helped me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I this is so incredible. First of all, okay, so being unforgettable and it, it's amazing because creating history. And so I kind of want to talk to our listeners right now, because how can they be like you, Portia, to be unforgettable? Because first and foremost, what I love is that you're always jumping in to say yes to things. You know, let's go back. Even in school, we were forming yes. a brand new leadership team. It was never heard of before. And, but immediately you're like, yes, like, just let me help. And, and yes. so saying, you know, you meet Wande, by the way, that's so funny. She's from Nigeria because my best friend that I met on the John Maxwell team is from Nigeria. Mafana oh, cool. and yeah. And there's <laughs> something about Nigerians. They're, They're just, just so special. great. Yeah. I love so them. special. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> loving, so giving everyone from yeah. Nigeria that I know on the team, it's like, can I be one of you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be related because they're so they're fun, amazing, yes. fun loving. I love it. So can you kind of talk about that? Like, where did that come from for you, Portia, just to be just this big light that you are and just jumping in to say yes because you probably remember in the school you know mm -hmm. you were one of the few there's like maybe two or three of you that jumped in yeah. and said yes we want to help the rest of the class was like nah I'm too busy you know I'm not interested but you jumped right in so where did that come from for you um, well, definitely, you know, I love God. So it definitely stems from my confidence that God has given me and knowing like I was not put on this earth just for myself. And I understand that. And I understand that I have a light that can bless other people. So because I can use this light to bless other people, I try not to be timid with that. I try not to be timid with my resources. And, you know, somebody listening may say, oh, well, I'm not talented in the area of music, but I have the gift of giving, you know, whatever gift is yours, work that gift and be confident in that gift and be confident in what God has given you. And knowing like, yo, God put me on this earth to change the world. And I believe that even if, if it's just the small world that's around me, it may not be you know, in Afghanistan or Europe or whatever, you know, is considered the world, but it could be just my city. It could be just my state. It could just be my family, whatever it is, change the lives of the people that's around you and do it with confidence and do it with love. I always try to lead with love. And when I see that there is a need and I see that I can do something to change that, why not do it? You know, like I love people. I love helping. It comes from a place of just being genuine it's just genuinely, you know, who I am, just do it. If you see something, help. If you see that you can help in a certain area, help. I know that God has given me the ability to lead. Um, so when you, um, you know, presented that opportunity, I'm like, oh, this is great. I love Tina. I love the school. Plus I wanted to get more out of the school than just my license, than just, you know, being a cosmetologist. I'm here every day all these hours to learn, you know, I definitely want to put more into it than just waking up and going to school. I want to make it an experience. Um, and Paul Mitchell definitely makes, you guys make sure that it is an experience if you take advantage of it. It's not just, I'm going to school. It's like, no, this is a life-changing experience if you take advantage, you know, of the opportunities that are being presented to you. So it's, it's just in me. It's really God and he pushes me 
And even he pushes me to do things that I'm nervous to do. You know, it's like, take on this new task or take on this new project. God, this is beyond me. And this is kind of scaring me. But I learned from you, Tina, to jump scared. And it's okay to have a feeling of feeling scared. I kept that in my mind for years. And I still, I will keep that with me for the rest of my life. Jump scared. Even though you may have the emotion of feeling scared, that doesn't diminish your power. That doesn't diminish, you know, you being able to not do it. Like you can still do it. Just do it scared. It doesn't matter. Just do it. And once you do it, you'll be fine. So yeah, it just comes from within, honestly. And the more you water that seed, even if it's small, the more that you water that and Mm -hmm. use that, it'll grow. Wow. Okay. So, okay. You said so many incredible things that I want to jump into. First of all, I love that you said jump scared. That might be the quote of the day because yes, <laughs> you that is definitely like probably number one to be unforgettable, jump scared. And, and you Absolutely. said, you know, cause you love God. I know a lot of people who love God that aren't as bright and cheery and optimistic. That I, that I know that love God, they're pretty quiet and pretty timid timid and run away. And so, you know, I'm sure there's got to be more to it. I'm guessing (laughs) you grew up, you know, to be able to, to be that type of person that you are, you know, my mom too, your mom. Yeah. My mom, I had a great mom, like fantastic. Not going to lie guys, my childhood, you know, sometimes people, you know, they don't have a great childhood. That's not my testimony. My childhood was phenomenal. Like I grew up knowing I was loved. We wasn't rich, you know, we didn't, we wasn't on yachts or nothing like that, but we, I was loved and I knew I never was hungry. I literally got anything I wanted, pretty much almost everything I wanted. (laughs) My mom was just a great mom. And I had a stepdad who raised me um, up until I was 14. He passed when I was 14, but up until then, like he raised me and my childhood was great. So they always encouraged me to do anything like I grew up fearless because my parents were fearless and they weren't afraid to try anything or do anything so they didn't put limitations on me I could tell my mom oh mom I want to be an astronaut okay like she would buy books on how to become an astronaut she was my biggest cheerleader my biggest supporter and um I never like I just always gleaned from that I gleaned from my childhood it it definitely helped me coming from a home like that has always, I've always been confident in knowing that I can do anything I really want to do because it was installed in me as a child. And again, I know a lot of people who grew up in incredible, incredible homes that aren't <laughs> like you. Yes. <laughs> right? And then you, you just said it was funny because most people will say, oh, my childhood was horrible. I lost my stepdad when I was 14. But you were like, no, just up until then this happened. But, you know, I have so much gratitude. And I think yes. part of this being unforgettable is having constant gratitude for yes. every step of the way because you could have got stuck and been bitter. Mm-hmm. when you were 14 years old, which most kids would, right? Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. like, no, 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 I have this sense of gratitude. Can you talk a little bit where that gratitude comes from or give some advice of how you can tangibly have more gratitude as well? Yeah, well, um, you know how at school sometimes they say fake it until you make it. Um, sometimes you just got to practice it. You know, yeah. even if you're not feeling grateful, because I wasn't always a grateful child. It wasn't until I grew up to and, and became, you know, an adult. And I saw the sacrifices that my parents made for me. My mom was a mother of two, 
by the time she was my age. Like what? I can't even imagine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't imagine being a mother of two working a full-time job, you know, no, absolutely not. But when I got older, it's like, wow, you know, um, they really sacrificed for me and they did things that they didn't have to do. You know, they, they had to clothe me. They had to feed me. They had to make sure I was safe, you know, but showing me love and supporting me in my games and, you know, pushing me and motivating me and just doing all of this extra stuff. Like that is what separates a basic parent from a, a phenomenal parent. You know, my mama really cared and she poured into me and wanted to know how I felt and allowed me to express myself, even if it wasn't something she agreed with. It was just a great mom, you know? So um, yeah. looking back and noticing like, wow, my mama really did sacrifice for me. She really did a lot for me. It makes you grateful. It, it makes you grateful, especially, um, when you lose a lot, you know, losing a lot gives you gratitude as well. Life has a way of humbling you. I always say that life has a way of humbling you. Um, and when it does, it just makes you grateful for the small things. Thankfully, I've always been optimistic. I do look at the glass as half full, um, especially living in America. We're not perfect, but I have more opportunities than most people. So, and most people had less than me and did more than what I've done. You know, so I try to just be grateful for the portion that God has given me. And I just have faith. I believe that what he has given me right now can take me anywhere. So it's like, okay, God, you've given me enough for today. How can I multiply this? How can I multiply this seed instead of comparing my seed instead of, oh, I wish I had more like they did or no, like what God has given me is what I can handle. And I'm content with that because he's God. Like he knows more than I do. So I'll, you know, I would hope to listen to him. So yeah, I I don't know. I've just always been optimistic. I just I think that's the key. And and if you don't feel optimistic, I know that's not the average person, especially with the pandemic and everything that's going on. I understand that. Fake it. You have to literally make a decision to be positive. You have to choose. My grandma used to tell me, um, happiness is earned. Mm. You have to literally decide. Okay, I'm going to make a decision to be happy today, regardless of what happens. And I'm not going to allow my day, my circumstances, my finances to dictate my joy. Once you take that control back and make a decision to 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 want to be happy, you'll start walking in that power. Like you'll walk in that authority of, oh, I have more power than I thought. Oh, okay, like stuff is happening, but my reaction is different. My outlook is different. You know, it it's so freeing once you just take mm. control of that it is that's if you want freedom there's the freedom and yes. <laughs> and you're speaking my language for sure and <laughs> you and I are very very similar in so many aspects you know like-minded yes. people attract each other right yes, yes. So the law of attraction and and so you you said something really powerful so number one to be unforgettable I put jump scared first and foremost two yes. practice gratitude which kind of goes along with that staying forward focus and the constant of mm -hmm. look for what is working stop constantly look for what's not working and yes there was actually a time in my life especially I would say uh from probably 18 to 20 right around there um even before that I was looking mm -hmm. at what wasn't working mm -hmm. 
And my whole focus was on that. I actually struggled with a lot of depression Mm -hmm. and I, you said something, there's a lot of mental health challenges that are being brought out right now. Yeah. A lot of depression that's been happening. And, and I think there was, it was rooted in there, but I believe the fear of COVID and everything else happening in our country, Mm -hmm. the the fear inducement that's been happening, Portia is causing people to um, really struggle here. And and with powerful because you said you've got to practice it, fake it. Right. But number two, be a, I, I said, be a possibilist because, you know, it's also looking at the reality, but mm-hmm. also being staying optimistic and so, so good, but happiness is earned. You said you've got to make a decision. I want to stay on there just for a moment. Talk to that person mm-hmm. right now. It's like, that's great for you, Tina and Portia. And it's cool that you guys work through that and you guys have a great attitude, but I'm really struggling here with mm-hmm. depression. Give them advice right now. What is, what is God kind of telling you to say right now to that person that's really struggling? Yes. I have definitely um, struggled with depression myself, especially moving to a new town, literally just on the water like walking on water, trying to stay afloat um, all by faith. So I understand how it feels to be in depression first. Um, I also know, I understand how it feels to lose everything. My mother has passed, so she passed from lung cancer. And that was very hard for me to keep going. Um, But I had to keep pressing on. Um, So I do when I speak, I do come from a place of my life isn't peachy. You know, my life isn't great. I had to try to just make the best out of what I have. But to that person who is struggling with depression, just know first, if it is severe to where you are feeling suicidal or you're just feeling like even I can't shake it, I would encourage you to go get help. Definitely get help if you feel like self-harming yourself, if you are having deep, dark, thoughts every day to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to whatever. Seek medical help. Mm-hmm. Therapy is great. Um, if you have to take medication, whatever helps you do it. Um, but to that person who is just kind of in a slump and it just kind of feels like you're not going to get out of this. I would just encourage you to do things that you love. Mm. For me, it's going outside. I love the sun. I love nature. So even if I just went and walked, it made my mood better. You know, even if I, even if I just drove to get coffee and go and came back, you know, it, those small changes in my habits, in my schedule, in my day, it helped my joy. And even as crazy as it sounds like depression kind of helped me understand myself. It, you know, we all go through those up and down seasons and, you know, we're, we're human, we're flesh. So I'm happy today. I'm upset 10 minutes later, whatever, you know, it's going to happen. But going through depression really helped me to understand myself. It forced me to sit with myself. It forced mm-hmm. me to not be so hard on myself and realize you're a human being. You've been through a lot and you're doing the best with what you have. And it's okay right now. And it's going to be okay. You know, there's a scripture that I love that says, um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. It's not going to be, the sun got to come out eventually. Eventually, the joy is going to come in the morning. And you just have to believe that 
And even on those days where it's hard to believe, you know, community is important. Get people around you that you can Mm -hmm. even help pray with you and encourage you. Don't try to go through this alone. Get people around you that you feel comfortable with being vulnerable around where you won't feel judged. You know, community is very important. And and it helped me, depression helped me discover more about myself and it forced me to realize the things that I also love. Because I'm like, okay, let me try to do something that's going to make me happy. If I can't feel it within, I'll try to do something healthy to feel it, you know, on the exterior side. And then eventually it'll resonate with my heart. So whether that's giving to someone else, helping a neighbor, whatever it is, like try to find those moments where you can get peace and quiet and and try to have some joy for yourself. It's difficult. It's tough, especially with everything that's going on. (sighs) But yeah, yeah, you can do it. You definitely can do it. So good. And, and, you know, I love that you said, you know, seek medical help, seek therapy. And I remember my first coach that I hired, Portia, she had told me, and I love that you said, do something that you love to do because she forced me to write a hundred things that I love to do. And I, (laughs) I was stuck after the first five and I thought, oh, I cannot write anymore. And then all of a sudden (laughs) it just started to flow and a hundred things came out. And then, and so now when I coach people, I have them do that. And then I'm like, okay, so let's be intentional here. So next week, I want you to come back with something on that list that you did. And all of a sudden you start to see the joy kind of come back in. Yes. Yes. Mindset that up optimistic mindset starts to come, yeah. you know, the, the, the being positive, you know, make that. Yes. And I love that you said that. And then I also love that you said community too, because, you know, that was one reason during COVID I started a uh, zoom Bible study and also oh, awesome. I started a private Facebook page called awesome. be amazing because I wanted to kind of really reach out to that person that was really struggling with finding community as well. Yeah but also just to pray for people and, and that sort of thing. And so, and, cause I want to stay on that for a moment because that actually, you kind of talked about this and I want to talk about how you um, said this too, that I wasn't put on earth just for myself. And mm-hmm. Portia, I don't believe any of us are, but yeah. I <laughs> most of us think that we are just for mm-hmm. ourselves. And we're in this isolated culture right now. Yeah. And uh, Denzel Washington actually had a quote just recently, and he did an article, wrote an article, and, and they were quoting him. It was huge. It was about that, actually. And he said that our culture right now is, uh, I don't remember the exact word, but something on the line that it's very selfish culture. Yeah. And we have like, really pushed towards that selfishness. And, mm-hmm. and I love his message. And I, I love him anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's got such great um, information out there, too. And such a great actor, of course. But yeah. Um, can you talk about that for a moment? Because, you know, there may be someone here saying and, and I've heard people say this, like, I, I came to your school, Tina, uh, just to get the license. And, you know, that like you said it earlier, you took advantage of all the extracurricular things that actually is what makes you successful. And yeah. I believe that helped make you to become even more unforgettable, but you definitely were on that track, right? Um, but talk to that person just like, oh, I'm just here to get my license and I'm going to work by myself for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, you know, yeah. one sweet and be alone. And, and the problem that we're seeing Portia with that is that we're watching people kind of uh, drop off after a couple of years because they get lonely yeah. and 
like, you know what, I think I'm going to go work for that corporation that I used to work for. And, and mm-hmm. you know, they think that it's another reason, but it really is community because they yeah. it themselves. So kind of talk to that person right now, give advice to really, you know, jump scared into yeah. a community and, and not just a community that's like you, maybe higher minded, mm-hmm. right? Like you, yeah. you can make the right choices. As yeah, well. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I definitely believe that when you just live in a mindset of how can I win? How can I gain? How can I, 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 um, you're cheating yourself. Like life is, you're actually taking the cheat way out. Like life is so much more than what you can gain financially and, um, gain, you know, just by yourself. Like that's so boring. Who wants to do that? Like, you know, for one, that's boring, um, but you're definitely cheating yourself. Can, there is so much that we can learn from each other. You know, even think about a child, you know, they grew up, they learned how to walk because they saw other people walk. They learned how to talk because they heard uh, their parents talk. You know, they laugh because their parents made them laugh. You know, we need that. We need community. We were born in community. Even if it wasn't the community that you would have wanted, you know, we unknowingly are constantly learning from each other. Um, so why not take advantage of that and put amazing people around you that are better than you to help you get to where you want to be? You know, I am surrounded around a lot of artists who are so further ahead of me and I love it because I'm learning so yeah. much from them and I've grown so much as an artist. When I was in Michigan, I served my city, but I outgrew my city. And I outgrew the people that were around me. And that's when I knew like, okay, maybe it's time for me to move on. And when I did, I, you know, was placed around people who are so much, they have more money than me. They have more followers than me. They have like their streams are great. And I love it because they, they teach me how to get to where I'm trying to go and eventually surpass that. Like my goal is for the stars and I know that I can't do it by myself. You know, you need a team, even in a business, a salon. You can't be the receptionist, the stylist, the repairman. Like, come on. You can't do all of that at once. you just one person. It's not going to work. So why not do it with the heart of, you know, just welcoming community and then helping others. You can learn from them, but somebody else can also learn from you. They always say, if you're the smartest person in your friend group, like get a new friend group. If you're the richest, you need a new group. You know, if you're, you're the, the, the sum total of your closest three friends or something like that, you know? And it's like, okay, well, let me get some great friends. Let me make sure that my friends are, you know, meeting their goals because it'll inspire me to do the same. We have faith by people's testimonies and if I'm never in community with you I'll never see you know what God did in your life and I'll never see how you have faith in God for yourself and it won't inspire me because I'm just so close-minded and I'm just so oh me myself and I I don't need none of you guys that's a lie from the enemy to keep us isolated like Mm -hmm. no God isn't calling us for to be isolated he wants us to have community and it's okay to have your quiet time because I enjoy my quiet time we need quiet time but forever no, get some friends, get some community, even if it's two people, even if it's one person, you know, even David had Jonathan, you know, you always need at least one person to push you and encourage you and learn from, and they can learn from you. 
Yeah. And then he had Nathan when she needed him for sure. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) On the truth of what he wasn't seeing, you know, with Mm -hmm. his faults. And so we need all of those people right in our lives. And I love that you were talking about community and getting around higher minded people and and that you, you outgrew where you're at. And so, you know, so kind of talk to that person now, how do they know when they've outgrown their current circle of friends mm-hmm. and that they need to get into a different friend group? Like what, cause I know yes. a lot of my team members and my salons and my schools that I've coached have struggled with this mm-hmm. and it took them a long time to get out of that, you know, that friend group Yeah, so give advice to them right now of how they can do it. Something tangible first you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and realize, cause I'm literally, I'm going, I'm experiencing this currently. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be honest with yourself and, and notice like, wow, these people are not growing, you know, especially me when I come back to Detroit and I see my friends or my family, you know, that I used to be really close to and they're still talking about the same stuff. Like they still have the same mindset, you know, they're still bitter. They're still upset. They're still angry. They're still blaming everyone else. You know, it's kind of like, when are you going to, to grow, you know, like, when are you going to be on something new? When, when are you going to want more for yourself? Yeah. And um, so it, it just calls for you to be honest and then being fearless and saying, you know what, this is best for me and you. If we take a break, if I separate myself for a little, you know, because in that separation, maybe they'll realize, oh, wow, you know, maybe I do need to change, you know, grow up a little bit. I can't stay the same person or it'll help you because you won't be pulling dead weight. You know, you won't be just pulling somebody along or stringing somebody along, trying to stay loyal to them. But mm-hmm. every time you talk to them, it's emotionally draining you or you're just tired or they're always complaining. That energy is just clouding you, you know, because they're allowing it to affect them. You know, there's a saying that says misery loves company. And yeah. if you're around somebody, who yep. it just, it, it, some people just want to stay there. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Okay. No. We can have our no. moment. Mm-hmm. Express it. Get it out. Go ahead. Talk about it. We can get it out. But now what? Like, how can we pivot from this and a lot of people don't have that mindset or don't even want to pivot they want to sit there because it validates them and it helps it it, it keeps them in a place where they don't they can make excuses for not growing they can just use this like okay well it's it's harder to actually do the work it's easier to point the finger and say well I'm not I can't do the work because this hurt me I can't grow because that happened in my life okay like grow you can still take that and grow from that so some tangible advice I would just say to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to disconnect that relationship. It's going to help you. Sometimes you have to think about you, which is crazy because I know I'm not good at that. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to take everybody along. But but if it's affecting your emotional and mental health and even your space wow. is just is dragging you down. You have to cut it off. And, and it's not, it's no disrespect. It's not thinking, oh, I'm better than you, or I'm this. I'm just really on this journey where I'm trying to become a better person. And if you're not and you're still talking, like I don't want to talk about the same stuff. I don't want to gossip. I don't want to yeah. be bitter. I don't want to do that. And if you do, that's fine. 
I just won't be a part of it. Um, so yeah, I recently had to cut a friendship of 10 years because it just, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it. And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna sit you sit here and, and let you do it to yourself. If you want to do it, go ahead, but I'm not gonna watch you do it. I'm not gonna watch you just not progress and you know, no, I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, you just have to you have to be bold. It's tough, especially when they're your friend or your family members. It's tough, but you have to choose your growth. Wow. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I have four non-negotiables in my life that I've come up with, but it's taken me quite a few years, right. To get there. But anyone that's like drama filled people who are gossipers, complainers, right. People people that have a lot of ego, like I just don't have time for that. So the, the one word that I kind of came up with, especially in my companies is my number one non-negotiable. You have to be humble and you have to want to grow. You're dying. So I love Love that. I love that you said that because I just want to be around growing people and yeah. you know, I'm constantly kind of shedding different people in my life and, mm-hmm. and adding new people. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a constant flow that it's just a lifelong thing because not everyone wants to grow. It's what it may be 10, 10% of people. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's a very small amount, mm-hmm. but if you're going to be unforgettable, like we're talking right. about, right. It's not right. about being remembered. It's about never being forgotten. And yeah, so that's yeah. what I love. I love what you're talking about. And I think that goes with step. So I made that number four was community, always staying in a growing community. But that yes. kind of ties in with number five, because you said something really big. You said, basically, what you said, I heard you say, because I say this a lot, it's blooming where you're planted right there and taking advantage of the opportunities that you have in front of you. And especially to help people you see. It yes. in and if you get it, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want, right? Yes. So that's you, Portia. And, and that's what I've seen. And, and it's, you know, it's like, then it causes someone like me, like, I kind of follow Portia and see what she's doing, because I'm excited about her life. And, <laughs> And so it's so fun. This is probably one of the best interviews that I've ever done. I know it's going to resonate. I'm going to post it on all of my school pages too, because I believe it's going to resonate with all of my future professionals and my graduates right now. And so can you talk about that? Because I think we also have a culture, not only of a selfish culture happening and recognizing, am I in that type of culture and myself Mm -hmm. that it's something I have to pray for all the time. Like, Lord, help me to be selfish right Mm -hmm. the second one is blooming where you're planted but you said stop comparing yes what everybody else has and I believe we have this comparison culture especially with social media it's Mm -hmm. never happened before and it's caused in my mind like this huge amount of mental health issues with people Mm -hmm. comparing so can you give advice on that like if you start noticing I know for me if I start noticing I'm comparing, I just, I start to, if I get like this little awful feeling in my heart, Portia, I pray for that person and maybe post something really kind to them or Mm -hmm. I'll unfollow them, especially because if I know it's just like, I can't keep having this person (laughs) in my mind. Right. And so I'll pray for them, but I need to unfollow. It's kind of like, we're talking about the friends, right? Yeah. And you know, that algorithm will kind of pick that up. And if I notice like, Oh, how did that get into my algorithm? (laughs) 
Yeah. Right? You're in my algorithm, obviously, because I kept seeing some posts that you had. Yes. You know? so, so can you kind of talk about that? Give some advice right now to people. Mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely say you have to start at the root. You know, we all struggle with comparison of some kind, but yeah. we have to ask ourselves why, like, why am I valuing what they have over what I have? Why do I deem this as more valuable? And why does it matter? Um, the world has a way of showing you what is valuable, what is in, what is necessary, but we can take that power back and say, no, I choose what is valuable. So to yeah. you, you know, it's coming from an artist standpoint, having 2 million streams may be valuable to you, but you probably bought those. And even if you didn't buy them, even if you didn't buy them, that's great for you. But me, my 500K streams are important for me because I know the work that I put into it and the effort and the sweat and tears and everything that I put into getting that 5K. So I'm grateful for you, but it doesn't make you better than me. It doesn't make you, you know what I'm saying? It just, yeah. we have to get to the why in understanding what we value. Why do I value this more than myself? Am I not valuable? Am I not confident? Am I lacking confidence? Am I um, putting value in stuff that will perish? Thankfully, you know, God has blessed me to understand, to value things that cannot perish, like peace and joy and things that, like a personality and a spunk and a vibe and a drive, you know, those are things that come from within. And although people may be further along than I am, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make me feel less than about myself because I'm writing my own story, you know, and that's their story. And their story isn't greater than mine. It's just their story. Um, So yeah, I would definitely say get to the root of that Mm -hmm. and understanding why do I feel that way? Are they not deserving of that reward? Are they not deserving of those accolades? Of course they are. You know, that doesn't diminish you. It really should encourage you to get there. It's like, oh, this is great. Okay, cool. Like, this is obtainable. I, like when one day she got signed to Reach Records, mm. I was so happy for her mm-hmm. because women were not being recognized. This was like, we were being recognized a little, but we really wasn't being honored. We really wasn't given as many opportunities. When she got signed to Reach Records, it encouraged me to know like, oh, this is obtainable. I'm working for this. I'm, you know, putting in work for this. But to literally see a woman get signed to this major label. Okay, so I can do this too. Like, it's not something that is smoke and mirrors, you know? So sometimes you have that feeling of comparison of, well, you know, what about me? Or what about da, 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 da? But if you just pivot your thoughts and say like, no, they're deserving of that. Like, and I'm happy that they got that, but I'm also deserving of my portion as well. And if I just keep having faith and keeping that optimistic attitude, you know, and just staying focused, like, yeah, I'm going to get what God has for me. You have to, once you sow something, it has to come up. You sow good, you have to reap good. You know, I, I'm just a firm believer in that. And it's like, I have to give, God is going to bless me eventually. And once he does, he's going to get the glory for it. But in the meantime, I'm still going to be happy for what I have. So it's all about starting at the root and just, you know, understanding that. Why do I feel insecure about this? Why am I, you know, this is, this is, I can get that. It's all tangible. Literally everything that we be feeling some type of way about, is not out of our reach. 
They may have just gotten it first or it just may look cool when they did it, but we can do it too, you know? So it's just, it's a lie of the enemy. And a lot of times people who are elevated, they get attacked the most, you know, people get elevated and, or they get blessed. And it's just like, whoo, you know, the enemy is, you don't want that. I always say, you don't want that smoke, you know, a new level is a bigger devil. So maybe you aren't spiritually prepared to experience what they have experienced yet. Does that mean it's not for you? No, it just means maybe God is preparing you because you see the blessing, but you don't know the struggle that it took to get there or even to sustain it. Because now when you have reached a new level, there's a higher expectation. There's a higher demand, you know, so every, it comes with a lot. Wow. Just be happy for what you have. (laughs) So much maturity and so much wisdom. Uh, tell the listeners how old you are. I'm 30. <laughs> 30 years old. Oh, yes, my God. I just turned 30 in March. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Okay, so here's what I put. Uh, be unforgettable. Number one, jump scared. Number two, practice gratitude. Number three, be a possibilist. Four, I put a growth community. Five, stop comparing. Know your value. Yes. Talk to that person right now. It's like, uh, no, I'm not really valuable. I, you know, that's all good. And say what Tina and Portia are talking about. How can people <laughs> truly know how valuable they are? Literally. And I love this, Tina, because like look in our DNA, you know, nobody in the history of the world has your fingerprint. Mm. No one like it cannot be duplicated you know that alone gives me confidence and like wow I'm a one of one like I'm literally a one of one of kind like there's there will never be another me and knowing that it's like God strategically created me like he formed me and he gave me these gifts and this personality and this whatever you know on with any level that that is you have to be grateful for that and stand on that. You know, the Bible talks about how the we are a body and the, the arm is not greater than the leg. You know, the fingers are not greater than the toes. What is a body without a head? What is a body without a back? You know, we are all members of the body and we all have important roles. And I feel like as humans, we try to measure the roles and say, okay, well, yeah, you're the pinky toe, but you're not as important as a hand. You know, and it's like, you can't even really walk for real without your pinky toe, you know? So you never know how much weight your role holds until it's no longer there. You just have to be grateful for what you bring to the table, even though it may seem like what you're bringing to the table isn't as, you know, a big portion as everybody else. It's, it doesn't take away the value. Like what you're bringing to the table is still as valuable. And knowing that and saying, okay, I might be quiet. I might be an introvert. I might be, I don't know, I might be to myself, I might be shy, but that's okay because I'm the bombest, shyest, introverted, quiet person ever. You know, it's okay because my heart is good. It's okay because my personality is grand. And a lot of times what we deem as, um, you know, like a, a downfall is really our superpower. Like, yeah. yeah, you're an introvert, but that's your, that could be your superpower. Use that to your advantage, you know, because there is one of you. So yeah, I would just say just understanding that you're different and that's okay. It doesn't make you less than because you're quiet. I have friends, me and my friends are literally, I have Haitian friends, Nigerian friends, especially moving out here, Mexicans, all type of friends from all type of different backgrounds. Our personalities are different and we just blend so well because we allow everyone to be heard, you know? 
It's like, okay, mm-hmm. when when someone is speaking, even yeah. though my personality is big, I know when to be quiet. I know when to be like, okay, we're going to, you know, sister speaking, brother is speaking, whoever is speaking, we give everybody a turn because we never want to feel like, you know, somebody is overpowering the other or their opinion doesn't matter. It does matter. So getting around people, again, community, who will, you know, enhance what you have, not try to change you is important as well. Enhance the goodness that I already possess. Don't try to diminish me because I don't match who you think I should be, or I don't match who you want me to be, or I don't match who you are. I'm me and that's okay. You know, pull me up and encourage me to be better, a better version of me, not a better version of who you think I should be or a better version of you, of you. No, that's not how God created us to be. He wanted you with that personality. He wanted you to be that person. And that's okay. Just, that's your superpower. It is. I love that. It is your superpower. And I have yeah. like a phone of genius. And I do a lot of personality assessment coachings with a lot of mostly salon leaders, because that's, you know, my main uh, business, obviously. Um, but a lot of them are surprised by some of their giftings that they have. And, mm-hmm. and I love that you said that God strategically made you and that's, yes. just, you know, your personality traits that you have. I know some of the most shyest people on my teams that are the best leaders that we have, because they're mm-hmm. some of the greatest empathetic listeners that we have, which you need that to be an incredible leader. So I I love that you said that. And then I put number six uh, to really to sow and to grow. And so to sow into people, because when you sow, you'll grow. And and I love, I, I love that you said that because look for a need with someone and, and try to fill it. And especially mm-hmm. if it's your zone of genius that you can, right? So of course, yes. if I hear someone that, that needs food, I'm definitely not going to be making any food, but I can tell you one <laughs> of my zone of genius would be to give them a gift card to go get some food. Right, right. <laughs> right. They don't want me cooking for them. Trust me. Yes. I'm not a good cook. So that's okay. As you, yeah, that's okay. So so as we end this out, I wish this could last for hours because it's so, so good. Um, and, you know, what would you say step seven would be? What did I miss uh, in order to be unforgettable? But before we do that, what's the best way for people to follow you and to see what you're doing? And, and by the way, what is next for Portia? Yes. Okay. So the best way to follow me um, on all social media platforms is I am Portia Love. And that's P-O-R-S-H-A-L-O-V-E. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter. My Facebook is Portia Love. I also have a website, www.iamportialove.com. Um, you can check me out on there as well. Or YouTube. I'm starting to do more videos on YouTube. Uh, so you can check me out on YouTube as well. And for what's next? What is next for me? I'm currently working on the music. I'm excited about 2022. Um, I have a women's movement that we are doing and we just really taking the music scene by storm. Um, so I'm working on a project that I'm excited to release next year. I don't know exactly when I'll release the project, but I'm looking to release a song in January. So be on the lookout for that. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So the Lord has been blessing all of this year, but I haven't released a single. So everything that I did all this year, it was features. So mm-hmm. next year I'm excited to release my single, um, which it'll, you know, it'll just be me unless I decide to feature someone else, but I'm excited to do it in that way as well. So yeah, um, I'll be doing that next year. That's really what's going to be next for me. 
just working on new music. Yeah. Oh, and I have a purity group. Um, I want to explore that more. So I promote purity um, of all kind. And I definitely want to dive more into that next year. So we'll be doing some events in Atlanta pretty soon. So I love that. That's so needed. Can you talk about like what your definition of purity is? Because I I, that was one of the things that actually really hit home with me. And I thought, oh, man, we need to get her on the podcast. So we've been trying to get on for a long time. This is quite a few months ago (laughs) that you posted that. So talk about that. And is that something that people can get involved with? with you? Yes. So if you just inbox me or hit me up, I haven't set any dates or, you know, selected any venues yet, but I definitely, I'm really big on sisterhood and I'm big on community. I'm big on, you know, holding each other accountable in love and helping and pushing one another. Um, so I have been abstinent for 10 years. God has been keeping me. Yes. He's been keeping me. I'm excited. I am waiting until marriage. Um, and it's been a journey. It's been a struggle. It's I've cried some nights. I've had a thick, you know, but God has been good all in all. God has really been good. So I want to take what I've experienced and what I've learned and pour that into women who are experiencing the same thing or maybe want, you know, to take on that journey as well. For me, being pure is just, um, you know, because I am a Christian, I would base my level of purity upon God's standards. So, of course, I'm human. Like I could never meet his standards, but I strive to every day. Um, so I would say that I would say whatever God deems is pure, um, you know, in heart, in mind, in body, you know, presenting my body a living sacrifice and really denying myself, really just doing a whole bunch of stuff that I naturally would want to do, but I know it doesn't please God. So living a life to please God and, you know, whether that's in my heart or in my mind or with my body is a reflection of my um, standards of, of purity. So yeah, I would say that. Yes. Get involved with that, you guys, because that's yes. talk about leveling up, right? Yes. Leveling up, and it's yes. just amazing. And I think that goes with step six that we were talking about. You sow into yourself and then you yes. grow, you know, because yes. you're working hard on yourself. You know, I know for me, it's constantly every day, like you said of, okay, so what is that one thing, that one bad habit that I have that I need to pray out of me, right? Yeah. And work on and get rid of this bad habit in my life. Yeah. So what would you say would be step seven to be okay. unforgettable? What did we miss? <sighs> I would say two things. One, I would say, give yourself grace. Yeah. Um, you know, don't strive like perfection to me is a myth. Yes. I know, like, I just don't believe that, you, you know, everything is going to be perfect. And who said, like, what is the standard that we're living? You know, like, right. What? Like, right. This is amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> I would just say, you know, give yourself grace mm. and knowing, you know, that you are human and that you will have days where you want to sleep in bed. You will have days where you might not want to get in the shower. And yeah. you know what? It's okay. Just lay in the bed, have a rest day. You know, sometimes it, it's going to be okay. Um, but definitely giving yourself grace is one thing I would say. I also would say, remember your why. Mm. You know, remember your yeah. why. And, and if you're a spiritual person, really remember what God has said. Because God has told me a lot of things that are just now coming to pass. But if he never would have said it, I would have been gave up. If he never would have told me, Portia, this is what I have for you. And if I wouldn't have, you know, gotten confirmation from leaders and from dreams and from prophets or whoever, you know, if God wouldn't have 
sent those people, even from you. You know, God has used you, Tina, in my life in over and beyond. Like I've known you since I was like 27, 26, 27. So God has definitely used you to pour into me and just to see a new outlook on life. But if God never put those people in my life to speak life into me, I would have been gave up because I wouldn't have had something to look forward to, you know? So I would say, remember what God has said, remember his promises. Remember, he's not going to lie to you. And if he's promised you this, if he's promised you peace and joy and wealth and you know reach and whatever he has promised you just believe that he's a man of his word he's a god of his word and he's going to make it come to pass there are so many things that come up against us that try to hinder us from reaching what god has promised you think about the children of israel uh, a 11 day trip took 40 years yeah. and that wasn't because of god you know that was because of their unbelief and their unbelief of what god said and their desire to go back this life thing is difficult it's hard. And you have those desires where you, you know, sometimes you just want to give up or is it worth it? I don't see anything prospering. I don't see anything taking off. I don't see my seed growing. You know, you have those thoughts, but you have to remember his word and just trust in him and say, okay, if God said it, it's going to come to pass. And I can bet my money on that. I might can't bet my money on, you know, everybody else, but I can bet a dollar on God. Like I can put all my money in the bank on God and knowing that he's going to allow it to come to pass. Even if you're not a spiritual person, remember your why, you know, remember why you started. Remember the people in the lives that you are going to change. It has to be bigger than you. If yeah. you have it from a place where it's just all about you, you're limiting yourself. It has to be bigger than you. It has to have a face. You know, I listen to Eric Thompson and he always talks about how, um, you know, who is the people in your family that you would want to encourage? And it's like, are you what you're just that you're doing this for? And I always think about my nieces and my nephews. And, you know, my mom was such a prominent figure in their life. And when she left, I stepped into that role. So they have two moms. Like I'm their second mom. I'm their mom and a half, you know? So I remember them and I know they're looking to me and I know that they're looking to see, well, how is TT going to do it? How is, you know, if she can do it, I believe I can do it, you know? So you have to remember those people and it has to be bigger than you and you'll succeed. You yeah. will, it, it has to happen. It has to happen. You, you're consistent. You believe, you put action with that belief. It has to happen for you. Wow, so good. And I love that you said it has to be bigger than you. It has to. Yeah. And you're right. That, that keeps me in a constant state of, I can get up at 5 a.m. because my why is so big. It's crazy. Yes. I drive my whole team crazy. Because yes. of the big dreams are like, here comes Tina, the big dreamer. You know? Yes. That's good. <laughs> keep them moving. Keep yes. them moving. <laughs> thank you for this so much. Any last words that you want to give our listeners, Portia? Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on today. I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, Paul Mitchell is a great school. I am obsessed. Like, no lie. I love Paul Mitchell. Um, it has changed my life. And I honor you, Tina. I honor you for just always being genuine. You have always had a smile on your face. You've always just been a great spirited person. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful that you even brought me on your show. So yeah, I'm just happy. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I yes. love you. I'll be following you. I'm starstruck. I'll need your, I'm going to need to get oh. <laughs> I got you. And when I come back to Michigan, because I'm telling you, Please. I'm going to open a beauty supply. I'm going to start this beauty oh. supply. Once I start the beauty supply, here my goal is to definitely start one down there and when i do i'm gonna come see you you know i'm definitely coming to see 
Yes, I will. Uh, our students would love it to have you come in and be a guest speaker. You can sing yes. a song, you know, absolutely. I love that. Okay. Or absolutely. rap a song. I'm down. Not yeah, I'm down. Crap, Even right? okay. to them. Yeah, I'm down. Sign me up. <laughs> I love you, Portia. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.